Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm Jacob Davis, Executive Director of the Alabama Peanut Producers Association. And today's guest is Chris Balcom, Extension Peanut Agronomist with Auburn University. Welcome to the today's podcast, Chris. Thank you, Jim. Pleasure to be here with you today. Well, uh, how many years have you been in the Alabama peanut agronomist role, Chris? I've been in this position for 15 years. I've been with Auburn 23 years. Well, that's great. I know you've got plenty of experience uh, in this field, subject of study. So what about the status of this year's peanut crop? How's it looking? Uh, it, it looks a little behind schedule when we look at it in general across the state. Uh, we kind of had a slow start there to the planting season. Uh, we didn't get very much planted at all until uh, the very tail end of April. We just, uh, you know, had a lot cooler weather than what uh, we were anticipating there in April. So we were delayed on starting. And, uh, and since we've started, uh, you know, the crops just haven't grown as, as much and as well as what we would like to see. It seems like you can, you can just look at them and tell we're behind schedule. You know, we've, we've had a lot of, uh, higher temperatures. So we've accumulated a lot of heat units here recently, uh, due to these higher temperatures, but we hadn't really had the moisture that we needed to keep that crop growing and progressing forward to to keep us on target and on schedule. So uh, we've kind of been lagging behind a little bit. Well, and I know uh, USDA had mentioned that we uh, was going to have around 170,000 acres of peanuts this year. And and I know we won't really have uh, uh, real numbers until we get into the August planted acres report from USDA. But uh, I don't think we're going to uh, reach that many acres of peanuts in Alabama this year. Do you? Yeah, you know, at one time, I, I really thought we'd plant 180,000 acres of peanuts in Alabama, and that would be three years in a row, and that would be the first time we'd ever done that since we changed the farm bill. And, uh, you know, a dollar, dollar thirty cent cotton will, will, will change the farmer's mind on what he's going to plant, regardless of input cost. Uh, you know, typically when you... We have these years like this where we've got a higher inputs. Uh, we seem to plant more peanuts and rely on them. And uh, even though I think 180 is a good number for us there for Alabama, and we, we've got the rotated land to do that on, um, we uh, we seem to lean more to the cotton when we got that high a cotton price. So uh, that, that bought some acres back and took away from the peanuts there a little bit. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see just exactly where we stack out this year. Yeah, it's all about competing acres and uh, and what the farmers think that they can make the most profit with because uh, margins are small Absolutely. on, on the grow crop. And that's the number one thing that they need to do right now, Jake, is make a profit. You know, uh, input costs are just out the roof. It uh, doesn't matter if you're growing peanuts or cotton right now. Uh, you you got to make a yield and, and cover all those costs right now. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, take a quick break uh, and hear a word from our sponsor. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources 
need financial resources. Well, uh, Chris, as we come back, um, APPA sponsors several peanut research projects. Uh, So what are some of the research projects you are working on this year? Uh, I guess first off, you know, uh, uh, one of the first ones we plan is a thrip study where we look at different treatments for thrips. I worked together with Scott Graham on that uh, project. He's our extension entomologist there with Auburn and uh, covers both peanuts and cotton. And, and me and him has been looking at several different products to use uh, to, to manage thrips there in the peanuts. And so we have that uh, planted early and that, that kind of goes together. And I have another test there that I have different planting dates. Uh, with a few different varieties and, and, and see, you know, when is the best planting date uh, for peanuts and, and, and these different environments and di- different varieties to look at to see how they uh, perform the best. Uh, obviously, we, we continue to look at different uh, row spacings uh, as we, uh, varieties that we've had in the past as well as we're getting some new varieties. Uh, so we continue to look at row spacings, uh, twin versus single rows to see how they perform. Seeding rates, uh, you know, seems like these higher seeding rates uh, make higher yields. So we, we continue to look at that to see uh, if we need to raise up the seeding rates that we have as six seed is our standard seeding rate to see if that needs to be higher. So we, we continue to look at that. We look at uh, cover crops. Uh, we look at that in relation to our tillages. Uh, and compare it to each other to see how uh, the different tillages stack out. You know, it costs us a lot of money to turn land uh, as, as opposed to a conservation tillage program where we just simply strip till into a cover crop. So uh, when you're looking at $5 fuel, it makes a big difference. Uh, so we're, lo- we're looking at cover crops. We're also looking at the cover crops with the irrigation. We're trying to see what, you know, what, what does that cover crop give us as far as like inches? Uh, you know, when you think about we're predominantly dry land in Alabama, uh, that also there's a value to that cover crop. And, and that's, that's, that's storing water in the ground for us to help carry us longer during that, these dry times during the summer. So we want to kind of see what that number is and what kind of value that is to us, you know. So we're looking at that. And, um, you know, we've got some, a uh, lot, lot of that work there has been in Wiregrass at the Wiregrass Research Extension Center there in Headland. And, uh, we're, we also look at PGRs. Uh, you know, uh, Apogee is a plant growth regulator in peanuts, and we look at that over in southwest Alabama at Gulf Coast Station, uh, where we've got a, a little heavier soil and a, and a higher rainfall area. So uh, we look at that there. Then we've got you know a number of variety trials all across the state, as well as on research stations this year. You know, we've always had those um, variety trials there in Headland at the Wiregrass Station, but we also have them in Gulf Coast as well as at um, Shorter there at um, PBU. And then I have a number of on-farm variety trials across the state, Um, you know, anywhere from up in Blunt County there at Sand Mountain to uh, there in Lee County out from Auburn, Society Hill, there in Tyler, Alabama out from Selma, that's our central Alabama location, to uh, Geneva County there in Hartford and Looking over in southwest Alabama, we've got them in Baldwin County, there in Somerdale, and, and over in Mobile at, at Grand Bay. So uh, we try to place those on-farm variety trials all over the state and the different growing regions and see how those varieties perform in those different environments. You know, everywhere is a little different with the weather that they have and, 
and even the type of uh, production practices the farmers use, you know, may be different. They're different spray programs. So it gives us a good look at those varieties and how they're going to stack up. Well, and I, I know that's probably interesting to our audience that, uh, you know, there's there's research being done statewide. You know, it's not just in southeast Alabama, not just in south Alabama, but uh, but those uh, experiments go all the way up into north Alabama because it is different climate, different soil types, and, and different factors that affect peanut growth. Uh, so one other question with research, what are some of the more interesting projects that are being done and the potential impact they may have on the farmer down the road? Well, I, I certainly think, Jacob, you know, technology it seems to be a big driver right now. Um, going on with everything. Um, you know, it's amazing the different things that they come up with. And I think as far as on the farm, you know, it seems like when we got GPS and RTK all those steer, that was that made a big impact on the farms and uh, certainly to the places that were new to growing peanuts and being able to have that auto steer capability. But as we carry that further and, and they have a technology there now that they're working with is called see and spray. Uh, you know, it's, you got a monitor on the spray boom and it sees and recognizes a weed, identifies it, and then can turn on the spray through the SWAT control and just spray where that weed is. So, you know, that, that turns around and gives a, a huge savings to chemicals and... Uh, as, well, as well as being environmentally friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that there you're saving, you're not treating all that area that you don't need to be treating and uh, just putting it there where you need to. So. Uh, you know, that, that, that's a big plus. I, I think, uh, you know, plant breeders have, have always played a huge role um, in our productivity and, and as, w as they will continue to do so. Uh, you know, one day we, we may see the time where we don't have to spray for plant diseases. You know, we, we spray a fungicide every two weeks to defend against leaf spot and then rhizoctonia to white mold. Uh, you know, if we, if we didn't have to spray for leaf spot every two weeks think of the savings that that would have to a grower you know in variable and fixed costs you know he, he would save in chemical labor fuel machinery cost you know that that's huge across the farm absolutely well i know there's a lot of things that uh, are coming down the the pipeline that that look promising and uh, i think uh, there's some things that our farmers could really get excited about and you know, research has played an important role in in keeping uh, Alabama's peanut farmers profitable because uh, that increase in yields that's come from those research projects is definitely what helps keep uh, uh, the bills paid on the farm. Absolutely, we've got to produce. So uh, uh, I think the research has been very beneficial and, and uh, you, you can just look back over time and look at our history and our historic yields and see how we've climbed there over the years. Absolutely. And I did want to mention that, you know, of course, Chris will be with us down at the Southern Peanut Growers Conference July 21 through 23 uh, at Edgewater Beach and Golf Resort in Panama City Beach, Florida. Um, I know we've got several of our Alabama farmers registered to attend as well as uh, from neighboring states in Florida, Mississippi, and Georgia. So. Uh, Looking forward to a good event down there coming up. And uh, to Chris, I want to thank you for uh, being with us today and, and sharing your insights and, and your knowledge with our audience. And uh, anything else you'd like to uh, mention as we close out? 
uh, just a pleasure to be here with you and uh, uh, glad to help out in any way. Uh-huh. Appreciate everything you do for the peanut producers across the state. Yes, sir. Glad to. All right, and to our audience, thank you for joining us for this week's Alabama AgCast. And now, your weekly AgCast wrap-up. Hello, I'm Russ Durrance, Director of State Legislative Programs with the Alabama Farmers Federation. Today, I'd like to give you a little bit of information about a trip that our External Affairs Department took to visit the Hudson Alpha Biotech Institute in Huntsville in the month of June. Last month, we had an opportunity to take a look at their biotech institute. Hudson Alpha is a company that really focuses on genomic research uh, in the plant sector. So uh, myself, Brian Harden, and Preston Roberts had an opportunity to go up and look at uh, a brand new greenhouse facility that Hudson Alpha is in the process of opening, as well as have an opportunity to talk with several of the uh, lead scientists there at Hudson Alpha over their plant sciences department. Uh, Those were Josh Clevenger, uh, Dr. Alex Harkis and Dr. Kankshita Swaminathan there at Hudson Alpha Biotech. So some of the stuff that these guys are looking at is uh, peanut research as well as crop research. We had an opportunity to talk with them about the potential of uh, producing barley crops in the state of Alabama and kind of what that harvest would look like as well as the grow out procedure for that crop. So the last thing we got to do before we left Hudson Alpha was really take a look at something that they're pretty excited about launching here in the next couple of months, which is the Hudson Alpha Ag Tech Accelerator. A lot of you are probably a little bit like me, and you're not really sure what an Ag Tech Accelerator is, but Carter Wells, their Director of Economic Development, had an opportunity to share with us a little bit about the Accelerator, and really what that is is kind of a building that they've got there on their campus, which its main focus is going to be to recruit early-stage agritech companies to the state of Alabama from all across the U.S., so Once they recruit these companies into Hudson Alpha, there'll be a whole mixture of different companies there that will uh, be immersed in a 12-week business acceleration program where Hudson Alpha can kind of help critique them, critique their business plans, and really help connect them with Alabama farmers and other Alabama and southeastern-based companies to help allow them to try to get on their feet. So we had a really good visit, uh, myself, Brian Harden, and Preston Roberts, getting to get up there and visit with the folks at Hudson Alpha. It's really neat to see all of the research that they're doing and the big focus that they have uh, to help ensure that Alabama's agricultural industry is suited and has the research needs that that we need um, here in the state. So again, I'm Russ Durrance, Director of State Legislative Programs here at the Alabama Farmers Federation. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Alabama AgCast. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.